And we're live. We're only 15 minutes late, <laughs> but we're, we're here. We made it. It happened. Typical BMX riders, honestly. I mean, we, realistically, we're like, yeah, we'll be there in, in an hour, two hours later. I'm leaving right now as I'm getting dressed and not actually leaving. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> right? Holy cow. Okay, so we're in. Um, we're here with Nina Butrago. We talked with her previously about X Games, but this, I don't want to talk about X Games at all. I feel like you're probably burnt out on it, too. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. There's so many other good stories out there. No doubt, like Changa in the shirt that you just had. <laughs> oh yeah. I kind of want to talk about Changa. This shirt? Yes. Look, can you pull it further <laughs> away? Further away? Yeah, we don't need that guy's crotch all up in there. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's I can't believe I still have this shirt. That's awesome. All right. Um. So. When were you, like, when did you live in Cleveland? Uh, so, I moved there in 2003. Yeah, I want to say it was, like, the end of 2003. Okay. And I lived there for almost two years. And then I moved away. I moved there with a guy we were dating. And it yeah. didn't work out. And I... Had to get out of there. Just gonna be in the same place, and then yeah. Um, but I had moved there really for Changa. We had moved there for Changa. Uh huh. And um, lived like two or three miles away, and then uh, yeah, like life was pretty much. We had bought a house, so life was Home Depot, the grocery store, and Changa. Like that was it. Jeez, that's awesome though. Yeah, it was super cool, and like I had a friend. This girl rider from like Oregon come like live with me for the winter because dude was out of town for a while and he mm-hmm. just like was gone so it was just me and, and she came and stayed and so like I had a riding buddy and then like my other friend this other girl rider from New Jersey she had just moved out there too so like we had a pretty cool scene on top of already a cool scene that was like the reason I wanted to move there. That's awesome. The, and then my first time to Changa, I. I think I was hurt, and I, like, just tagged along with some Long Island dudes. Yeah. And that's where I'm from, Long Island, in New York. And uh, I think, oh, you know what? It was, okay, like, a lot of people remember this crash of mine. I had, like, it was a kind of a freak accident. I got a brake lever in my leg. Oh! Uh, Yeah, like, went all the way in, like, against my femur. And was, like, it it was just a gnarly egg. Yeah. And so we went, and it was, like, the craziest scene I've ever, like, I we're going to this old shitty supermarket with like right. low ceilings and cutouts above the jumps and like some little kid asked me like the, the, the craziest questions and it was just I I was like oh my god I'm not in New York anymore yeah <laughs> like, I don't even know if I can even like repeat what this little kid said to me it was just like, <laughs> really crazy like racist questions and I was just like wow holy crap like <laughs> there's no culture out here is there <laughs> like this yeah leads me to believe that some people like really don't leave their towns or like i don't know yeah oh wild. yeah i i believe it but okay so here's the thing about changa changa one i never got to go there <gasps> oh my gosh okay and the only like light i could shed on that is you have your own changa maybe it's not that place but <sighs> your favorite place that like maybe isn't around anymore like 
that that's what Chango was to everyone, you know. So you don't really know what you're missing, but like yeah. if your favorite park ever happened to go away, that was Chango. Right. So okay, here's here's my question. Do you think the fact that it disappeared when it did is why people voted it like the best skate park ever? Or was it legitimately the best skate park ever? I feel like it had... It was the first park that had it everything. Yeah. That I knew about anyway. I yeah. mean, like... And we're talking, like, this thing served, like, not just people in Ohio. This is, like, the whole East Coast, like, <laughs> you know, the Midwest. Yeah, it like, was the place it, to be, right? Yeah, and there was, like, a style of riders that came from there i mean you got like you know you had that crazy six foot mini with the double coping spine you had a bank to wall in the back like you had the that weird like like bowl corner section with like the sub boxes to the office there was like a wall ride against this office with a really long quarter and then of course the box rhythm like all the trail riders it was like indoor trails the closest oh, yeah. thing like it anyone ever had to that so there's like really something for everyone and at some point they even built like a vert ramp out back and whoa yeah i mean like and there really weren't many rules you know and there's yeah. a jukebox and like people had their rituals they just like come to the park and like they had their playlist or even like it was the coolest thing i'd never been to a place or bars you know like that had a jukebox that you that people like their entire CD collection, but like mixed CDs were in there. So like people would like put their own CD mixes and like go pay a bunch of money to listen to their own music during the session. <laughs> <laughs> like That's I know there's like a couple friends that had their own playlists and yeah, it was super fun. Like just I don't know. So it like just, at the time, it was legitimately the best skate park ever. I feel like it was, man. Like those are some golden times, you know. Like right. it, it, yeah. I don't know that any any other places really like topped it for me because they're all fun but they're just different you know yeah i think it's, i think timing has a lot to do with it too you know like there's a lot more rules i feel like as you get older and just we were all young and crazy and just whatever right <laughs> right that's cool i i just always heard stories about it and i never have like actually talked to someone about what it was like before back then yeah like there's people living under the ramps what like, in, in the back room, for real like, who okay well <laughs> i'm like oh shoot am i gonna get people in trouble well, no i mean there's people like okay so scott powell like that was his like indoor space yeah. to ride flatland you know and like, yeah um i know afro pat patch raider like yeah he moved in at some point like he was helping out building the ramps Dude, that's um, so sick there's like a bunch of a bunch of flatlanders lived in there and then like there was some point where, like, there I heard, and, like, I never went to one or anything, but, like, they used to, there was, there was like, late-night rave parties in there and stuff, like, after what? hours. And, like, just, I don't know, there was always something crazy going on in that complex. No one, like, died. <laughs> like, yeah. There was, like, fireworks in the parking lot. Like, I mean, at any given moment, like, you just didn't know, like, what to expect you know and yeah. then, like you'd hear the stories of just like the craziest parties going on like people who i guess you could say were running from the law that like road bikes that just happened to be like hiding out and living at changa like <laughs> there was just like so many different situations happening at any time 
That's so I'm... awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's like crazy, but awesome at the same time. And like I at that point was like intrigued by Ohio because I came from New York and it's like really urban and even suburbia out there is just there's, there's more people and connected by the same street that Changa's on and you're driving down the street and it's like I'll never forget there's this one store that's like you know there's like a pizza hut uh like some sort of supermarket thing and then there's uh like tops I don't even know if that's around anymore and then there was this place that was like martial arts and computers like that's one store <laughs> I was like what how is that a martial arts place that also happens to sell computers? <laughs> They're diversified. Like, yeah, yeah. I was just like, holy crap, this is so crazy. But all that aside, you know, they had a subway <laughs> down the street that there's a kid who could almost do all like, where are they now? Like, yeah, you really <laughs> probably shows. could. You yeah, honestly like, probably could. So... But, uh, I just had major technical difficulties and that may have just started a second one. So just in case this is a part two right now and I have to make the first half private, this is Nina Butrago. She's a woman BMX rider who's lived in Cleveland from 2003 to 2005 and that's what we've been talking about. So you probably haven't missed anything because I'm the only one who cares about it. <laughs> uh, anyways, though. Uh, so let's see. So how long have you been riding at that point? I want to probably only like three or four years. Dang. So like right I, at the beginning. Yeah. I want to say like 2000, like the end of 2000 is like when I got a bike and like February 2001. And then it only took me like a couple of months to have a couple major injuries, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, it um, happens. Made my way to Ohio by like 2002. I was hurt the first time, came back, and was like, holy crap, this place is so cool. Like, I just want to ride a box jump, like, forever, and there's a bunch, and yeah. there's a vert, a vert wall to a box, and you can go any direction you want, and... And everyone there is awesome like i just made friends every session it was so cool yeah oh i bet i mean i feel like it was kind of like i mean it's different but kind of similar to how Ray's is now because it's kind of yeah. like a meeting ground in the winter time yeah but at the same that, time yeah. like cleveland was kind of also like halfway the place to be for bmx at that time so it's a little different yeah, I mean, any place with seasons that has an indoor spot, it kind of becomes that, like, kind of cool crossroads for everyone, like, all the different types of riders to just, like, be thrown into the mix together and just, it's cool, it's inspiring, you're like, what, you know, just there to talk shit about each other or, like, or get each other <laughs> hyped, you know, like, yeah. and so, you know, you got, like, the dudes with no brakes and, you know, four pegs and they're, like, trying to ride the jumps and then there's, like, the park riders who are like, oh let me see this and you know they go and do their thing and then there's then there's like like it was changa like they had there was the flatlanders in the corner who would just you know be in their own <laughs> world <laughs> and then there was like the ledge you know like the grind room it raised but like yeah at changa there was like the up across and down ledge with the rail like yeah um you know like i would just session the hell out of that with like a whole bunch of a whole other crew like right uh which I was super fun <laughs> that just reminded me of something were you ever there for the contests 
Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah, my that was like... god, those I've seen those videos. That looks <laughs> like that looks amazing. It was so fun. Like I, I mean, I don't. It's like an. I don't know if I if it, anyone listening is really gonna be able to like accept the same comparison, but like, imagine an indoor swamp fest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I could like, totally see that because it was like it was, everyone yeah. went. Yeah, I mean, like, it was just people just mobbed in every corner and nook yeah. and, like, still fireworks in the parking lot, like, <laughs> just kids just, like, streaking. You're like, what is going on? Yeah. Oh. You know, like, people partying and just getting rowdy. It was so, so crazy. I experienced a couple dirty Easts. Yeah, yeah, it was much like that, but, like, I don't know if it was the lower ceiling or what, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just made for, like... People went crazy. It was it was equally it was on that level for sure. I like feel just like when you thought it couldn't get crazier, I was like, boom! Ohio. Somebody took their pants <laughs> off. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Why does everyone have to get naked? <laughs> so I think something swamp- about Ohio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like Swamp Fest is like the best comparison that you could give to it because it's it's like the only thing that is currently going on that everyone goes to did you go to it no i'm not i'm not part of everyone (laughs) i'm just wondering i'm gonna go next year for sure i went this year just like it was nice to get out of town and it was really freaking fun it's more about the trip there i think it's like you go with the adventure you know like that's not about riding once you get there yeah i mean you could you could still ride it's super i mean there's so much stuff going on and there's a lot of parks that are like on the way there that are sweet, but right. um, yeah, that was kind of like what it was like to go into Changa. Like, you know, like between Long Island and Changa, there was like eight hours between us, you know? Jeez, and yeah. So, but like, we would do that weekend warrior style sometimes, you know, just to like go Definitely. ride something different. Man, that's, yeah, that's really awesome to hear about. I'm glad that you said that whole Swamp Fest thing because that really like brings it all together because it's like, there always is that one thing going on in BMX that everyone has to go to. <laughs> like right now, it's actually, there's a couple of them. Battle of Hastings. Oh, man. Yeah. I completely I'll... didn't even think about that, too. It's similar. That's coming up. Yeah. I never, I don't even have dreams to go to that one. That's going to be way too much money. Man, it might not be that bad if you fly out of Detroit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like that that park is great. That's a whole other that scene is pretty cool. I made it there. They did a jam, a women's jam at the mm-hmm. source. And um that was really cool. What a cool place. And like no Fitz doubt. is an instructor and like I don't know if Fitz. you've ever seen that guy ride, but like he's such an inspiration. He's still killing it on and off his bike. He's rips on skateboards. He's like coaches all these little kids. Yes. Fids. It just is gets like, me so hyped. He's like what every BMX rider should aspire to be. He's like <laughs> Sponge, um, me and a couple other people. I think we went to Kentucky one time and we stayed mm. at Leland's house and there was no one there. So like we just were there and then like I don't know if we knew or if somebody knew or what, but all of a sudden Fids just walks in the door because <laughs> he was staying there at the time. So we hung out that night and we watched the the Vans skate bowl contest. And then the next day we went to uh, Florence Park mm-hmm. and it was like 
all the kids, like, they didn't have any idea who the FIDS was, but they were flocking around him, and he was just, he was hanging out with them, just like, it was cool. Yeah, no, I mean, like, he's just himself. He's so authentic and, like, can't be any other way. Yeah. And just gets you pumped. He's always, like, up for the challenge and, like, down to answer questions and, like, Maybe he never like means to, but he just is constantly always like helping you. Yeah. Oh, you know, definitely. I don't know. I, I feel that way. He's yeah. always pushing me. You know, anytime we ride together, like, you know, I'll be like, oh, wait, that's sick. Cause like he'll, he likes to go like his normal way is like the way I go. And then, yeah. But like we're both trying to like push each other to go ride the other way. And like, ah, it's just super fun. And know, nothing. Kind of, and... and that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's around, I'm like, shoot, all right. I guess I got to throw one. <laughs> right. That's, yeah. Yeah, now that you said that, that definitely I've had experience with him pushing to do stuff too. Hell yeah. Rad dude. I'm glad you he he's setting up. the bar. I'm like, dude, I know age is just a number on paper, but like you make me really want to take good care of this thing right. <laughs> so I can keep riding. And when he when he like broke his leg and was riding in oh. how many weeks? Like Dude, yeah, it was he a couple healed months, so but... fast. Totally. I mean, he's really on top of taking care of himself. So, I mean, it shows that that works, you know? Yeah. You're not a spring chicken and you can get back, like, faster than most. That and, yeah, when I talked to him about it, he was talking, like, it's all, saying, it's all in your head, like, it's a mind game. I believe it. I took my brace off. I was going to say, when you put your elbow up, I saw that scar. Let me turn so that (laughs) that can be seen. It's pretty gross. That's nuts. You can really see it. It actually looks old, like already. It looks like it's been there for a while. Wow. It's a little swollen right now, but I got an X-ray yesterday, and they told me today that um, it's looking like it's fully healed. Wow. So that's pretty exciting. That's like seven. But it's not like I mean that's like really weak, and I can't like really like straighten it. Yeah, you're gonna have to ease. Yeah, hey, yeah. there you go. Ease into yeah, it. I believe it, but I think a lot of it is mental. And, you know, they had me, like, kind of locked in. So, yeah. whatever. I'll be back soon enough. I just need right. to take my time with it. I got lucky it wasn't worse, so I need to just, like, embrace that. Yeah, I heard. I was listening to the uh, Space Brothers thing today. Where oh. you, and when you talked about it, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I looked down and saw the blood. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I was uh, hoping it wasn't that bad, but you know. Hey, you're about to start riding again, so it's all good. I don't know. I might have to wear a little extra armor to get my confidence back, but I mean, I don't know. Nothing wrong with if, that. I'm not scared. No, no one Absolutely else is going to pay the bills, so I might as well just prepare for the crash. Right. I've worn pads forever, and people talk crap about it. I'm like, hey, I want to ride when I'm 50 and not be in pain. Totally. I've already done myself dirty. We've all done it. Like, oh, I'm not going to wear pads. I'm just jerking around. And that's always whenever you And that's get... when you get messed up. We all know how that works. So, Right. Um, someone wanted us to talk about breaks. <laughs> <laughs> what is there to say about breaks? Um, well, I'm guilty of... Uh, well, my finger is guilty of having a mind of its own. I like to keep my break, my rims nice and clean so, like, I know if I'm using them too much because they make noise, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I go through phases. I've been really trying to ride death grip and, like, not, like, pretend I don't have brakes. Yeah. You know? Um, 
Brakes are, I, I like the idea of brakes. I ride so many different things. You know, sometimes I'm riding dirt jumps. Sometimes there's a downhill section. Sometimes I'm just pedaling around the city. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know if it's like this in Cleveland yet, but we have like a lot of crazy drunk people on scooters and stuff oh, here. I, I don't know. I'm not actually in Cleveland, so I don't like hang out. Oh, yeah. I just think that like biggest city yeah. where you are, you know, and so. I'm sure that there is. Yeah, we have kind of a scooter problem here in Austin. The so, electric um, ones that people like rent? Yeah. yeah I can yeah, imagine. So just with that traffic and just whatever. I don't know. I like brakes and you know. Have you ever done a foofadoo? I have. Nothing too crazy, but I remember I, mean, I learned them at some point. Like I always wanted to be able to like do huge ones on sub rails and I don't remember why I stopped trying to do that. I don't know. <laughs> I think I probably got like, I think yeah, I didn't pull my, I I was only using one finger. Oh yeah, then, you need to. You know, and it yeah, like I only the only times I landed it on like a small sub thing was like, yeah, two fingers. But it always felt weird, like I was gonna fall off like with like that, you know. It's, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a balance. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I should bring that back once I get my elbow straight again. Maybe that I can would start be working so on some more sick. tricks. <laughs> I'll post it on Lip Lords on Fufanu Friday. Dude, yeah. Every time I see you guys ride, I'm like, dude, there's so many other things to do on a bike. What am I doing? I feel like I get stuck <laughs> in the same routine sometimes, and I'm like, oh, all I needed to do is just watch some videos and like. You know what damn. you need? You need a four foot prefab Woodward skate park to force you into doing different stuff. <laughs> Yeah. That's I why mean, it, that's why Sponge and Markham and Joey Greenwald and all those guys got so good because all we had to ride was freaking Worcester Skate Park where you have quarter pipes and you know. Yeah. I could see you guys just being like, All right, what's next? And like just yeah. endless checklists, like, all right, what that's about this? Literally <laughs> how Sponge is. Every time you show it to the skate park and he's there first, he's like playing bike games of bike with himself. <laughs> he just doing crazy stuff in these lines like dude yeah he, that's one bad dude endless bag of tricks yeah him and markham it's great you ride with markham very often or see him ever down there oh uh, i do i'm really good friends with uh well with him but also um his adrian? wife adrian yeah. yeah so um no adrian and i are super good friends actually i introduced them wow <laughs> so that was really cool wow um, Relevant. I'll take credit only because they were both like hating the idea of dating and like whatever. And I was like, you got, you're awesome. You're awesome. I'm like, what's the problem? You guys should meet. And then finally on their own, on their own terms, they like finally made it happen. And now, and now later, look at they're married. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, Markham, I do get to ride with him sometimes. I was working with him. I have like got a side job doing carpentry and like oh, that's for cool. this design company that he was doing. And it was just like a framing job. And I've, I've done that stuff and, that was really cool. Yeah, just getting to... Yo, what's up, Markham? Holy crap. Yeah. We're getting to work together in Austin on a rooftop. Wait, was that on purpose? Or did it just happen to happen? No, no. Like, he he actually, like, helped me get the job. Okay. So, <laughs> because how friend, crazy would that be? You show up on the rooftop and like, oh, there... It's a dog. <laughs> how weird. Yeah. yeah, no, he helped me get some extra work. Um, that was pretty cool. And, uh, yeah. And then Adrian, like, we go back forever ago. She was the reason I left. She was who I moved in with when I, 
things didn't work out in Ohio after. So you went straight like from Ohio like, to Texas. Yeah, she lived in Arlington, Texas, like pretty much the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Okay. And so I, she was like, "Yo, I have," she's like, "I have a room. We, you can move in it, and we could just save money and like go to Austin all the time and ride. And there's new parks here. You should just come stay here." And I was like, "All right." So then, like, I just loaded up my car with like whatever I had and just drove to there, and we lived together. And then like. That was a whole other crazy story. The area we lived in was kind of sketchy. The house got broken into. Oh, Jesus. Uh, like, it was crazy. We ended up, I was, it got broken into like twice in three days. And we lived next door to the neighborhood watch lady. And I was Whoa. like, dude, this is crazy. I was like, I think I got to get my own place or like move out of here. I, I don't want to live like this. Because like in the middle of the night, like I'd get up to use the bathroom. And it was like me, her, and this other guy. But like. I was like, dude, next time they come back, we're all going to be ready. So we bought, like, machetes and, like, all oh sorts of stuff. God. You know, so then, like, God forbid, you have to get up in the middle of the night. And then you're you're just like, everyone, it's me. Don't kill me. I'm going to the bathroom, you know, in case they think oh, that you're the Jesus. one breaking in. Yeah. You don't want to, like, get attacked by your roommate. Walk through a door and get hit in the head with a machete. Yeah, Sounds yeah. Great. So I was just like, yeah, this is just gets too much. I can't live like this. So I've got a short-term lease down the street and... uh yeah, that was super fun. We just we lived in this like studio. I lived in the closet, <laughs> and like just it was three months, you know. I was like, yeah. whatever, until we figure out what we're doing. And, right. Yeah, Adrian, I could tell you a whole bunch of stories, but it was super fun living with her and riding all the parks there were in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And then she moved to Binghamton, and then I moved to Pittsburgh, and that was wow. kind of my like, were me working my way back to Cleveland. Yeah. So. I moved back to Cleveland in like 2009, I think. Maybe. That's no, interesting. No, it was like sooner than that. But. That's interesting because I personally started riding in 2006. So Whoa. like the first time I ever would have went to raise, I think might have been like, it might have been 2009, 10 or 11. One of oh, those wow. years because there yeah. was... Did you ever go to Evolution Skate Park? Yes, that I did. That was a half hour from my house. So that's where I went until ah. it closed. And then I started going to raise every weekend. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, when I moved to Pittsburgh, I want to say that was 2005, 2006. I think it was like 2006, 2007. That was like... I lived in Pittsburgh for almost a year, but I, I couldn't get any, like, there was, like, one or two indoor parks that, like, like maybe two nights a week there was an indoor park to ride. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, I kept trying, then Ray's opened, and I kept go driving to Cleveland, and I couldn't get anyone from Pittsburgh to go with me to Cleveland, even though it was only, like, two and a half hours away. Yeah. Because there was, like, Steelers games are on, or, you know, I was like, damn, <laughs> freaking guys, there's TV, radio, like, there's a million ways you can watch the game, just come ride. Yeah. But, you know, Weekend Warriors, like, whatever. So I just, I found myself just, like, thinking about moving back to Cleveland again, and so, I don't know, I just said, screw it, and I did. <laughs> yeah. My friend I lived with in Pittsburgh was, like, going to study abroad in Spain again, so I was like, damn, all right. I got to figure something out. So it was pretty easy. I got my job back downtown at some restaurant and then like just moved in with an old coworker and then just like, boom, back in the mix, got a job at Ray's and that was it pretty Holy much. Holy cow. I, would, I wouldn't have even remembered that. 
like even if I was there when you worked there. Yeah, I, that was a crazy time. I feel like just for everyone, it was raises. Raise was like the next Changa, and it was so crazy because I think it was two thousand five or six was like the last year of Changa, and then there was like a couple years that went by, but a lot of people stopped riding when Changa closed. So like yeah. I and I lived in Texas and Pittsburgh like so I didn't really see where everyone went you know mm-hmm. but uh in that meantime um Carrie Sayer yeah you know him yeah like he opened a bike shop called Rise Above out in Lorraine okay and um that kind of kept a lot of the, the few kids that like you know like Changa was their home yeah. and then it was gone like oh my god what's going so he opened a bike shop out there and he had ramps in the shop and then like some of the dudes lived in the shop <laughs> and it was like right next to this bar maybe the thirsty parrot or something i don't remember the name of it but it was super fun they had these big parties and um i came out to pittsburgh from pittsburgh um to one of those parties and we ended up uh there was like a bunch of bands playing it was just like a big like rise above anniversary party or something we rode that quarter pipe that's in the rain i don't know if it's still there it was like that weird like Oh, the, the sketchy place where if you go there, when kids go out of school, they'll rob you. <laughs> yeah, that place. Yeah, it's still <laughs> It's got there. like little 270 hits like on the side. Like, yeah, they painted on. LeBron James on it a couple years ago. No way. And it was like really good. Dude, that place. Yeah, we used to go ride that thing. and um, Well, anyway, I just found myself like going out to Cleveland a lot because like everyone was – you know, I still kind of kept in touch with some kids from Changa, but it wasn't until Ray's opened that, like, the people, like the younger kids, like that I, you know, thought were like lifers from being like they had gotten. Some of them went down like a dark road yeah. without Changa, you know, and um, and some of them like did cool stuff, you know, like they whatever got like started families or went to school or whatever. But it just seemed like a lot of people just disappeared after Changa, and then Ray's opened, and then like slowly even the dudes from section eight they started like dusting off their bikes and like it was like another reason for everyone like to yeah. go playing all songs no <laughs> my phone is spying on us wow um, that was crazy yeah no don't play music that right is now. not what i said <laughs> um but yeah that was that was i don't know Ray's Ray's was like the next like wave of bmx to like the rebirth again you know because mm-hmm. there was changa 2 like that opened right before changa 1 closed and then there was changa 57 and that moved i think like once or twice i don't know did it move i didn't I know it moved maybe, they closed. maybe it didn't move i think I they that. just changed it maybe that was it that place looked crazy yeah um and went to some lock-ins there remember those lock-ins i, don't I remember those at those. evo I only ever went to one and left early. <laughs> that place was kind of sketchy to me. I don't know. Yeah, it was. My friend, my neighbor who got me into riding, he almost got his car with the bike rack and bikes on it stolen from directly. Okay, so you remember how you walked in and there was all those windows and you could yeah. park right in front of those windows. He was parked right there and almost Whoa. had his car and everything stolen at gunpoint. And the only reason that it didn't happen was because it was a standard and they couldn't drive it. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, I had a friend that got carjacked, but then they couldn't steal the car because 
they didn't want to drive stick. He was like a pizza delivery guy. That's in crazy. Neighborhood. And they're like, had a, they drew, pulled a gun on him and everything. And he's just like, uh, Dude, BMX. Yeah, take it. And then they couldn't drive it. And that was it. So I was like, oh, BMX saved the day. BMX brings you into some crazy situations. <laughs> yeah. Like what's okay? So, what's the craziest situation you can remember being in that you, you can talk about? I guess. Oh man, there's been so many like, wow, this is really happening moments. Um, yeah, I would say sketchy. You want to talk about just create um, whatever pops up that use like that makes a good story. I guess. All right. Um, okay. Well, oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, <laughs> All right. I feel like a lot. Some people have heard this one before. Um, <laughs> actually, I have a picture on my wall. Maybe I can like, well, whatever. I'll t- I'll tell you the story first. Okay. So um, I forget what year. Maybe it was maybe it was two thousand nine. So or two thousand yeah two thousand ten, two thousand nine. We'll just say it's two thousand nine. Um, props mega tour. Okay. In Europe. Okay. Um, at this point, I like, I don't think a girl's really ever been in like a mega tour before, so it was pretty cool. Their DK um, was going to be like the only USA company that was going to have like a spot on the mega tour in Europe. Yeah. And um, I got invited, so I was like, "What? You guys are going to bring me? Like, what the hell? All right, cool." Yeah, that's so awesome. So I go with the DK team. All of the teams meet up together in France. I think we met up. I think we met up in Paris. I don't know. And then we end up, you have like 10 days, you out with a filmer and a photographer, and then you all end up at the same spot and you have to turn your footage in and they make these edits. And then like, it's not really a contest, but it's just like, you just go out and film with your team, you know? Yeah. So we're on like day two of the trip and it's a pretty cool lineup. It's whoever rode for DK at the time. I feel like it was like Brian... Brian, I had just been put on, but Brian Kaczynski, Brian Hunt, Brett Walker, um, of course, the Catfish was there. Uh, nice. Quinn Semling. Um, Ooh, that's a that's a name. It was, yeah, it was pretty rad, right? So the, we have this like lineup, and the filmer is Walter Perringer. Yeah. He made all the mutiny videos and like does a lot of stuff for Sunday and Odyssey. Wow. And, like they um, and then we had the photographer. Uh, Ryan Fudger, who's working for Ride, Damn. you know, and so, <laughs> right, and so then, so we're going to Paris, and for some of the dudes, I think, I don't want to believe that it was Quinn's first time overseas, but maybe it was. Anyway, I had already been to France a couple of times. I had went to visit some friends, and I was like, hey, like, it's pretty chill over there, because we had some layover, and they're asking about it, and Catfish had been there, and we're just trying to share words of the wisdom, and we're like, okay, well, um, basically... The only thing you have to worry about is your stuff, like theft, you know, like it's pretty safe over there. Just like don't leave your stuff laying around. Like, so we're all, I had this book of spots the skateboarders made that were just like my friend gave it to me as a gift. And it's just a picture book of spots. And we go to all these different spots all over Paris and we're like, oh, let's go to this area. There's all these different like sculptures and things that look like stuff you could ride. And we find ourselves in this one area like we were just like driving around to these different pin drops we had like a garmin that just kept turning us around it was like the beginning of <laughs> the early versions of like a tom tom i or remember you know? those days yeah and uh recalculating that yeah. was like the the phrase of the trip um so 
we get to this one spot. Kaczynski's filming this really cool line. It's like on a playground, and there's this wild-looking snake like thing, but it's at a playground. And then, they, so he does this line where there's these weird like humps and ices down this huge rail that ends at the mouth of the snake. And like Quinn and I are guarding the bags. Uh-huh. There's all these ghetto kids hanging out around us, but like it doesn't seem like it's a ghetto. We're just like, yeah. oh, it's just we're at a playground. There's just a bunch of kids. And I don't know. Kaczynski lands a trick, and all of us just forget, and we run over to go see the, the clip. And then as I like get like probably like four or five steps away, I'm like, oh, wait, Quinn's washing the bags. And I look, and Quinn's not even anywhere near the bags. And at that point, these dudes have all been crowding around us watching. They run and go grab two backpacks. And one of the bags I grabbed was catfishes, and he had the keys to the rental van. Oh, uh, his no. passport, a camera. They got Brett Walker's bed with another camera. They had like credit cards, the team credit card, like everything that like we're on day two of the trip and like we're screwed. We're like, holy crap. Dude. And it was just like, dude, it's like a high jet, like Robin Hood, just like, we're going to get these bags. And they just like took off. And so we're like, fuck, this sucks. So then we all disperse. And Ryan Fudger, the photographer guy, I don't want to, I mean this in the nicest way, but him and I were like probably the two weakest links on the trip compared to everyone else. <laughs> okay. Like, Fudger already shows up on the trip with a black eye. Oh, like, he already has geez. one, like, when he arrives in France, Yeah. Right? I don't know what happened. And then, like, and then there's me who's just like, well, like, really nice. Like, excuse me, is that my yeah. bag? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So then, anyway, I'm like getting really, like, don't make me get New York on you guys. Like, I don't speak French, but I'm like yelling at them and I'm like, the backpack like you know like all the bad words i know in french like just like come on help us and um we've just split up and now like these little kids are kind of like making a little barrier wall and they're like just wait and i'm like just wait for what you know and sure enough in the background i see fudger and he's all just he finds a guy with a bag and i hear him yelling and he's like he's got the bag and he starts wrestling this dude him and the guy are going at it the oh backpack my God. There's like dollar bills or like whatever floating out of this bag and it looks like it's Brett's bag. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to go help him. So I like push through these kids and I'm like, well, shit, what am I going to do? Like, I got to, I don't know. <laughs> but at this point, this dude is pretty big and he's like pummeling, like on top, just, just like giving hits to Fudger's face. And I was like, oh my God, like I got to save Fudger. So like, I like take my bike, like a freaking soccer ball and just like overthrow it. And then like, just, it completely just doesn't phase the guy at all. I wow. thought like, oh God, this guy's going to get hit in the head with a peg. He, he'll totally like, yeah. I'm going to run. And then like, hopefully like this guy doesn't hurt me. Right. Didn't, didn't do anything. And I'm like, fuck, like where is everyone? Like, I hope these dudes that are like on the team come around the corner at any minute. I'm yelling. I'm like, help. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. So he goes back to pummeling continues. And I'm just like, holy crap. But while he's doing that, I guess a bunch of money that was in Catfish's bag he had put it in his pocket and it's just falling out. And so I was like, well, screw it. I'm going to get this money. So I go to pick <laughs> up all the money. It's like all these euros he just changed and stuff. So I'm like picking up the money and all these little kids come out of the bushes and they're just like, Ooh, like money. Hell yeah. And so then we're all fighting over the money and I'm just, oh my and this dude gets up and sees that I'm like stealing, stealing his money back from him or whatever. I don't know. 
And he just like decks me in the face. And I didn't even see it coming because me and this little kid are like pulling on oh dollars. And he like decks God. me and then decks the kid. And I was like, what? And I like go and get my random wrench, which at the time looked like a tomahawk. Dang. <laughs> and then I chased this dude into a building <laughs> with the random <laughs> wrench. And I'm like screaming like the, every bad word in the book, like, get out of here. You know, just like talking so much shit. And then so my nose like started bleeding it was one of those instant like i don't know if you've ever hit your nose before and i was just so bummed and fudger is just like a bloody mess he's got two black eyes now yeah <laughs> and i'm like bleeding and then the guy like out of my face and then this guy all the guys come around the corner and they you know like they're all out of breath <laughs> and they're like you know it's like kachinsky Brett walker like everyone yeah. that's like you know and then there's us and we're just like beat up and like he's in there I'm waiting for you, like freaking out. And then some lady, I guess, was watching this happen from the apartments, which mind you, this whole place that we went to ride, it looks like this beautiful, like tall buildings with like this cool playground. That's like a Parisian ghetto. We were yeah. in like the hood. She's like, I called the police, but they're right there. They won't come in here. <laughs> and I was like, oh great nice and they were like what are you guys doing here and we're like uh we, we, you know we were on bikes and we can't go anywhere and he's like we well, guys need to leave we're like, we can't leave like the keys were in that backpack passports and they're like oh what do you need to leave because maybe we could try to get that for you so like anyway some like we're, we're not leaving like we're just standing around and the yeah. cops are getting mad the people that are in there are getting mad because the cops are there and so finally, like, this guy in some, like, Islamic garb, like, comes out and he's like, what do you, what do you need to leave? And we're like, we need at least the keys and one credit card. And he comes back with, like, a whole bowl filled with a ton of different keys. And Catfish found the car keys. And, like, we, we're starting what? to think now, like, oh, man, this, we're definitely not the first people that got robbed in this complex. Apparently right. a bunch of other skateboarders we found out, like, had been there on different filming trips and got robbed there. And so, like, we walked right into this trap to go film at the spot. Wow. Um, but we managed to get one credit card and the keys. Um, but whatever cameras and everything else were, like, kind of a loss. And anyway, it was a cool story that we made it out okay. And the rest of our trip was just, like, well, it can't get any worse than day two in Paris. <laughs> that is insane. That is, <laughs> like, you started that story, and I had no idea where that was about to go. And it went is it went everywhere it possibly could have almost. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. But wow. anyway, uh, we the next stop we went to Brussels, uh, Belgium, and I did this really sick ledge that was the opposite side of the one that I saw Osado do way back. I think Osado like nose wheeled down it or something in like an like an old video, but um, maybe it was a ten pack video. But um, I could go grab it off the wall. It's like a pretty cool one. Hang on. Do it. We've totally got. Time for it's right this. Here. Oh, oh, that was easy. On. Yeah, I was pretty pumped. My mom was like, "Yeah, you should bring that." But it's pretty. It's like my. I got like a full page from that trip. It's kind of tough Dang. to see. Dang. But... Wait, I feel like that looks really familiar. Have a lot of people it, ridden that? It's a pretty famous ledge in Brussels. Yeah, and it's like toughest person on the trip? Question mark. Nina took a punch one day and slid a big ledge the next. I was like, wow. oh my gosh. Well, that really happened, so I can't ignore that. We definitely, like, Budger and I went to battle somewhere in a Parisian ghetto one time for a backpack. <laughs> I kind of want to hear his reaction to this story. I wish that we could just, like, magically have it right now. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things where I think like we'll always have that bond. Like I, I mean, I still no don't even know why he kidding. came on the trip with a black eye, but whatever. He went home with two, and we're just. <laughs> hey, he was there. He was trying to get the bag back, and it just it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, but hey, man, like that's so crazy are. that this guy like comes goes back behind the counter wherever he went and then comes out with exactly like your stuff is in this thing already sorted which means they already went through the bag and like probably put everything with everything else yeah wow yeah, yeah it was pretty wild we didn't know what we were getting into but that that's one crazy story that's um, that's a good one a really good one <laughs> Uh, yeah, the rest of the trip was like pretty chill after that, but you know, I mean, like it was, it was good. There was just tons of good riding, and it's you know. kind of hard to keep up with that pace of craziness. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think every DK trip I went on, especially the overseas ones, are always just like there's a crazy story about. Oh, maybe I have a good one about Brian Hunt. Ooh. He, I think it was that same trip actually always making bets like there was that game that catfish used to play opc other people's clothes where you find someone like dirty clothes on the ground and you just like hit the other person in the face with it it's not really like a game Ew. but like you know it's 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 poor like yeah. you get in the, if you're playing you're, you're it's just bad like you just yeah. can't wait to get the next person back with something worse <laughs> you know oh my god yeah but um so being around that just watching them do that and then uh what did he say? It was like for sixty euros, you won't swim across the the river, like you know the canal in Paris, like right by in in Paris. It's like the Seine River. I don't know if that's okay. how I'm pronouncing it right, but it's like there's these canals, and it's just like they go through Paris. Okay. But there's pretty strong currents, and yeah. we're at like a three way intersection where the currents are pretty wild. But like we don't know that. We're just Brian's just like how much you want for me to swim to the other side? <laughs> you know, just like talking, running his mouth. And I feel like it was like Shed Johnson or someone. Everyone chipped in. They're like, you won't. He's like, watch this. Totally gets down to his boxers, gets in and <laughs> swims across. And sure enough, like he's just about to be across. And we're like, we see like the police boat coming and we're like, uh -oh. oh my gosh. Like, I think that was like day one, <laughs> you know, like I was just, oh my Holy gosh. cow. But he, he made it. But then like we find out later, like a lot of people drowned trying to do that and he made it. We we're wow. like, holy sh that's crazy. We probably should have talked bucks. him out of it. <laughs> yeah. You know how many monsters that is in Europe? <laughs> oh my God. Especially that many years ago, they were probably cheaper. <laughs> yeah. That's so, wow. That like, I'm just reflecting. I'm like, God, I have no good stories. <laughs> Dude, when was the last time you went on a trip? Um, like, I've never went know. on a real trip. That's the thing. Like we a real BMX out. trip, like with like a van full of dudes. I've only ever went on trips with like a couple people in our car and we went somewhere. Like been all over the place with Sponge and people like that. There was one time though where... Uh, we went to Florence or Ollie's and stuff and we were staying in a hotel and we were getting breakfast and there's this really old guy with a bunch of war tattoos down there by himself. So I think his family's probably sleeping or something still and we're eating and he starts talking to us and he's going on and on 
about how Pete Rose used to live down the street from him. And he's saying how he had an affair with Pete Rose's wife. <laughs> yeah, like, like if I ever do a comedy, if I ever try comedy, this is the story I'm telling because he's just going on about like, yeah, I like I cheated on or I had Pete Rose's wife cheat on him with me and like, and then after he gets done with the story and stuff, he's talking about how he's like ready to die, but like we not in like a I'm gonna go kill myself kind of way, like a if the good Lord takes me tomorrow, I'm I'm ready to go, <laughs> like. Whoa. Like going from that to that, like, like what kind of life do you have to live? And like, you're staying in a hotel to go up to these random grungy looking dudes who just woke <laughs> up after riding to tell them that you supposedly like did stuff with Pete Rose's wife and, and that you're ready to die if the good Lord wants to take you. Man, sounds really accepting and happy in some ways. Maybe I'm taking the bright side. He's a answer. he's a friendly guy. He was friendly. It was a good wow. beginning to our day. Sounds like he really lived. It lived it up. He did I'd it all. I'd say so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so somebody, do you know Jeff Mead? Does that name yeah. sound familiar? He told yeah. me to bring up Hackettstown Skate Park. Oh my gosh, yeah. So that was like the indoor park in the tri-state area, I guess you could say. It was in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, and being from Long Island, that was probably the next nearest indoor park that wasn't on Long Island. Um, we didn't. Our parks in Long Island didn't really last that long, you know? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, in the Northeast, everyone's pretty lawsuit happy, so nothing good can really last for that long. Like, oh, you know, sucks. parents think it's daycare, they drop their kids off, someone gets hurt, and they're like, oh, we're suing. You know, yeah. like, waivers can burn. Anyway, Hackettstown. This place was so cool. It was now that I think about it, I was like, damn, that was pretty far. But they had a session from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. every Friday night. So in the winter, we'd all just like grind through work, school, whatever, and a bunch of us would all try to car like caravan or carpool out there and go to the session. But like for us, we wouldn't get home till like the sun was coming up, you know, because mm -hmm. we were just it's so far you know yeah so um and we were tired of shit you know like we just worked all week or went to school and then you go ride and just we'd stay the the whole session and you know everyone's talking crap we're staying later in the parking lot it was like another like whole other parking lot session once the park was oh, closed oh yeah you know how that goes yep and um yeah i don't know it was super fun though that was like where i feel like i started learning a lot um, you know, as much as I could anyway, until like I finally moved to Cleveland, but, um, they had a box jump. Like, I don't, did you ever watch the, like, don't quit your day job? No, I'm, I'm terrible with BMX history and videos. It's all good. Okay. So, um, I think it's on that BMX movie database yeah. site at some point, but it's, it's pretty cool. I want to, I don't want to say it was like an early animal video, but it was like that crew. It wasn't actually animal, but uh -huh. there's, um, a rider you probably heard of him is probably before your time, Joe Tizio. Yeah. Props 37. Where is it? Um, is it not in here right now? Oh, you can keep talking. I'm just okay. trying to find well, something. Anyway, they do a scene report in that props and then also like a lot of his part in, um, you know, like black and white. That's like at that park, Hackettstown. There you go. That's the guy. And that's I didn't know who he was when I got this, but yeah. Yeah. I was really lucky to get to have 
met Tizio and rode with him. And my, I actually got like the Tizio special bike tune up. He's a really good bike mechanic and he like totally dialed in my bike because it was always falling apart on me because I didn't really know what I was doing. Like, I'd be <laughs> out there and I'd just be like, oh gosh, like, I don't know what's going on with this thing. Like, I got a rock on my chain, like, trying to like, <laughs> go cable. I feel like, honestly, though, the best riders don't know how to work on their own bikes. <laughs> I just didn't know it. I was like, well, shoot, it's like two in the morning and my chain just broke. Like, I got to figure something out i gotta get all the way back to long island mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna put my bike on a train but like it's not safe for me to walk through some of these areas i need oh, i need yeah. to, i need to be able to like right you know and like thankfully back then like i guess my own like try to blend in with the guys like i always wore like really baggy clothes and like just camo everything <laughs> just that's like, funny just trying to like flex everyone off of me you know just like yeah oh, i'm here i'm here to ride um you know bikes only bikes so anyway so it's one of those things where if my bike broke i was like oh shoot because i used to have to pedal through some not so great areas but i would just like hightail it like pretend someone was chasing me and just go like, yeah just so because you know people are like yo short a let me see that bike like, oh my God. like just take off you know let me ride away um, on your bike <laughs> Yeah, or yo, let me see that bike. I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, been there. Just keep it moving, keep it moving, you know. So anyway, he taught me how to fix my bike. But Hackettstown, that was one of the places I got to ride and meet so many people. Like I, people I only ever saw in videos or magazines. Like yeah, like the New Jersey Scene Report. Like all the big riders from there, like would go to that park. And um, do you ever hear of like Grimaldo Duran? No. Oh my gosh, man! We got. I know. I, I know. I like looking at my shelf of videos that I still have, and I'm like, dude, you gotta. Okay. Ricky and Catfish and you and everybody's like, we need to teach you BMX history, kid. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, this guy Grimaldo, he's like a legend. He's got a son who rides now too, which is so awesome. But I remember watching this dude just learn backflips with no mattress or anything just like on the box at Hackettstown one night like yeah all right 10 minutes left this is like all out of nowhere like wild hairs like we're gonna I'm gonna learn these I want to I want to do the backflip (laughs) (laughs) all right man like I don't know just pull back that's (laughs) awesome I don't know what I'm saying but I'm just like oh my god I don't know if I can watch this like is this okay yeah and he somehow did it like I mean he pulled it off in 10 minutes dude I don't know how he did it but it was incredible. That guy is something else. Wow. Um, That's so sick. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's a good... I saw him at Swamp Fest. <laughs> that was cool, too. That's the I thing about seen... Swamp Fest. You go there for the people that you're going to hang out with. It, it's like a big reunion, really. Yep. It's like it's like the, really the where are they now, but like you're yeah. seeing them like full the camp version of them. <laughs> oh, it is. right. Like it's like... <laughs> it's like apocalypse version of like you know everyone's just been like roughing it for god knows how long on the road and they're all like covered in dirt and like maybe like yeah it's uh fireworks true life i was a bmx rider 10 years ago yeah i mean there's probably a couple people that you know older people that are smart people that got like a hotel or an airbnb that are over the whole camp car camping thing but Anyway, that was just kind of a cool Dude, I'm never going to start that. I got a CRV, a queen-size air mattress fits in the back of that thing. Really? Yeah. 
food yeah, for thought cool. if you ever want to get a car. <laughs> well, um, I got the Honda Element. So oh, I'm it's like, like the eh. same thing. It's the same thing. You could fit an yeah. air mattress back there. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I put my camping mat. I, pulled, I got it. I got it ready. I got rid of the back seats. And yeah, there you go. How crazy is all the different stuff that we just keep going on and talking about? <laughs> We're going from Hackettstown to Tissio to that Grimaldo to back to Hackettstown to Swamp Fest to sleeping in the back of your car to to now I, I kind of want to talk about like I feel like something that these podcasts and things haven't really talked about is like actually being a female rider like coming up in an age where there weren't that many female riders and like what I feel like everybody probably just kind of treated you like one of the guys but maybe not all the time I don't know I just kind of want to talk about that kind of stuff yeah well it's funny you say that because you know it took me probably a good year of riding bikes to like like once I really started like I was always really like I don't really want to be noticed like I'm learning, I suck. Like you know, like you, these are just like what I remember how I used to feel yeah. like, when I first started. I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't want to crash in front of people. But then like it became a regular thing, and I would just pick myself up, like no matter how bad it was. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it was really bad, and I'd be like, I'm fine. And then like go in the corner and be like, oh, freaking out, you know. <laughs> um, but then I was like, okay, like I got this. Like I'm not the only one eating shit here. Everyone's crashing, so right. Whew, okay, but like, <clears throat> anyway, so starting off as like at the park, I noticed like with my own weird experiments, like if I dressed at all like a girl, like if I wore pants that were like fitted, mm-hmm. it was that's when I felt like everyone was looking at me, and I was just like, uh, okay, that brings more attention to myself. I'm not, I don't want that. I want yeah. everyone to not look at me. So I would put on like. I would go to like the Goodwill and get like really baggy clothes, like just kind of get thugged out <laughs> and just like, like whatever, just wear like baggier stuff. And then started like being able to put like knee pads and like gear under it. And then just like, yeah. that was it. It was just kind of try to blend in. But I want to say it wasn't until like I started going to Ohio to Changa, where the dudes were wearing really tight pants, like, <laughs> all of a sudden it became okay That's for so me to funny. wear tight pants. <laughs> That's so funny. I was like, oh, cool. Like, I can wear tight pants now, and it's okay, because if I don't, they're going to wear them. <laughs> there are, nah, they're, we're wearing the same brand. I might as well go for it. Yeah, so it was actually kind of cool. Like, went pants shopping with some of the guys from Changa. Oh, my God. Back before you fun. could get skinny jeans that were for dudes. Yeah, it was, I mean, like, it was cool. I was like, oh, thank God. Like, this is nice. I mean, cargo pants are just not that flattering for women. I yeah. mean, some can pull it off, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, I don't know. That was just, like, one thing I experienced, I guess, was just trying not to, I mean, I'm really, honestly, a woman could wear whatever she wants nowadays, yeah. which I think is so awesome. Definitely. But I, for me, like, I was trying to stay focused and, like, not bring any, like other attention to myself outside of like just being a rider and I think everyone I rode with just kind of didn't I didn't really ever feel any weird vibes you know but it was only like when I wasn't riding if I ever like 
tried to look nice or anything. They're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? Who are you? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm a freaking girl. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. But like, even they would forget sometimes. And I was like, this doesn't have to be awkward. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I feel like it's like, almost better that way, is, though. Um, you know? Just, yeah, just being a woman is pretty cool. There's just, oh, no. I think it froze. No, I'm, I, you're good on my end. Are you there? Okay, now we're good, I think. Okay. I'm there, I'm there. Okay. Um, yeah, and then, like, just finally meeting another girl rider, like my friend Stacy. That was the craziest but coolest interaction ever because I met her, my friends that, like, I started traveling with, like, road tripping. Like, I'd never really been on, like, a big trip with my bike uh-huh. outside of Long Island besides Hackettstown to New Jersey. We went to South Jersey, which is, like, closer to Philly, not even that far south. Tom's River area, um, the Incline Club. Did you ever get to? Yeah, I went there once. Okay, so that was when that first opened. I don't know if you remember, but on the other side there was a gymnastics camp. Okay. And there was a girl who kept sneaking over to try to ride BMX. She made friends with some of the guys at staff BMX mail order, and but she never told her parents that she got into riding. But they like helped piece together a bike for her, and she would ride. And my friends went down there and saw her riding and were like, oh, hell yeah, Nina would be so psyched. So they told me to like, yo, Nina, we found a girl for you. I was like, what? Yeah, right. I'm going to get there. It's going to be like one of them in a wig or something, you know. And then like I get there and I'm like fully padded up, like wearing what I wear, just baggy clothes. And like I get there and she's wearing her gymnastics outfit. Like booty shorts, a leotard, and like what? Just like with like a helmet, and she's just rocking out, like trying to ride the mini. And I was like, I'm like looking at her up and down, and she's looking at me. Like we're both like, you riding that? That's so. <laughs> you know, funny. like it was such a cool but crazy experience because I was like, girl, like you're gonna like melt your skin off. And she's no like, doubt. She's like, For what real. kind of padding you had in there? You know. <laughs> to learn something from that yeah so both of us were just cracking up and we became best friends like pretty much immediately like and we still are to this day her name That's is awesome. Stacey Mulligan and she turned out to be um not only an amazing person but an amazing athlete like so inspiring she's racing mountain bikes now she won a marathon she got into running and like she wow. just she's killing it she's always setting the bar for herself and it really inspires me you know that's but, awesome. Um, but yeah, but being a woman in the guys' world, it was always a little bit different, sometimes tough, you know, like just mm-hmm. some of the things you hear on the deck, you know. Oh, yeah. Or could be considered inappropriate or just a little bit much. And like, I, I don't want to say I ever really got used to it, but I think I kind of just had just like, it's in one ear out the other, yeah. you know, just didn't ever really took it to heart. But it also made me very aware of like people how dudes. people really are <laughs> like yeah like there's that. people I mean, when they're riding talk about stuff that they wouldn't talk about like at work or anywhere else other than with their friends on the deck at a skate park dude it's so true and it really was it is kind of crazy just some of the stuff that would come out up there and like i believe you can't you can't unhear it but then yeah. it's also like some of the most hilarious stuff I've ever heard, you know, but then I'm also like, just bite your tongue. Don't say anything, you know, like, yeah, right. your business, like, you know, and it's just, it, it was cool. Though. Like just, I don't know. 
just hearing so many different sides of different stories made me that much more aware of like, huh, that's how guys work. All right, interesting. Yeah, I'm not going to give up the secret, but I'm definitely like, yeah, huh, all right. It's, and then like, it, but I could relate in a lot of ways because like the guys would sit there and complain about having to babysit their girlfriends. They could never enjoy a session whenever they brought their girlfriends with them. And I was like, well, wait, why are you worrying about them? Like, you're here. Just go ride. They're, like, knitting or whatever they're doing over there. Like, yeah. no, but then it's cold in the building if you're not doing anything. And then, like, it was funny. I finally, like, I dated a dude who didn't, like, ride or skate. And it was, like, the same problem. And I was like, <laughs> man, this fucking sucks. Like, here I am. It's my only night to, like, do this. But he wants to hang out. And I'm here. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, what That's am I doing? Funny. And then, like, it was kind of cool to be able to, like, align with them in that light. And that it's kind of hilarious. Like, that it's it was exactly the same with a dude that it was with girls i never thought that that would be the case right i was just like well all right so in the end the long story short is like i guess for a lot of us we realize you have to whoever your partner is typically you know for most people it's nice if they can also have a passion in something you know it doesn't Uh have to also be the same thing but just you know if it's working out or like ballet or yeah. cooking or just something <laughs> some some other interest a career i don't know a family yeah whatever but um yeah but being a woman hanging with the guys has just been like kind of crazy a lot of stuff i can't on here some disappointing things i'm like oh i thought you were a cool dude and in my mind i'm like that guy's crazy <laughs> you know? but i guess too that's honestly like to put to look at the positive side of that it's like you're learning about something that kind of like makes you aware of someone's character that dudes wouldn't learn about at all because it's like you know what i'm saying like it's stuff that you wouldn't like hear or like they wouldn't say in front of a dude who would care you kind of get what i mean yeah, yeah like you learning someone's character quicker than another dude would so you get to see who re- someone really is before that it bites you yeah, but that's kind of the cool part of, about BMX. I feel like there's just, it's like unfiltered. You know, I don't think that, I think it did come to a point eventually. I feel like, I want to say, when I, we all got a little bit older, I think that's when there was more consciousness of like, oh, hey, hey, hey like, guys, guys, chill. Like, Nina's here. <laughs> and I was like, oh. <laughs> thanks like it didn't matter for all those years before but now you guys don't want to talk about whatever you did last night like whatever you know (laughs) i don't know what it was in the shift like but it was just funny that like i kind of still grew up with these guys you know in some way yeah well speaking of shifting and shifting gears and terrible segues (laughs) uh no someone asked if we talk about women's bmx scenes in other countries that's kind of a, a thing because it seems like there are some like actual scenes of uh, women in different countries that you see. Like it seems like Russia has a few, England has yeah. a few. Yeah, Russia. I've I've met a couple of the Russian riders. Um, Russia is pretty big. Um, like just as a yeah, it's like huge. geographical it's a gigantic country. Yeah, it's really spread out. Um, there's a lot of girls from Krasnodar, um, but Elizabeth 
Blizzard BMX, Elizabeth Vasadsky. Yeah, Yeah, and then there's like the other internet girls. You know, I say internet only because I don't know them in person, but I've met Elizabeth. Uh She's amazing. Yeah, the Russians have like a really good, uh, like a lot of really great places to ride, and um, BMX is huge there. Um, The UK has a really awesome scene. Um, This girl, Kaylee Ashworth. Uh, her and this other girl, Christy, they do, um, and this other girl, Val, like they're from all different parts of the UK, but they work on this thing called like Ladies of BMX UK. And yeah, like I, know, an I think I know that Instagram. I think I yeah. follow that. Um, they, they've been doing a lot of cool events and just like covering what's happening in women's BMX. And um, Kaylee's been doing some clinics and like just trying to grow BMX over there. And um, when I was in France for the feast contest, like every time I go somewhere, I always try to link up with any girl riders, you know, mm-hmm. even if it's like, I got to take a train or something to go out there. Like, um, I do, I try my hardest and, um, it's so cool with, with the Vans BMX pro cup. Like when we went to Spain, a bunch of girls, you know, it's a little more accessible in Europe to like for girls to come from all over there. To, okay. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like for us to go to like Florida or something versus like, yeah having to go to Spain, <laughs> you know, like it's a lot easier domestic flights, you know? So, um, even though it's international, whatever the case may be, girls from all over Europe came to those events and, you know, I got invited to hang out with them here or there, you know, to at, go to their home parks. Like I went to, uh, Ecuador. I met a girl rider down there. Um, her name was Anai, And then I met all the other girls there. That was super cool. And, um, actually the Vans BMX pro cup in Chile, some of the girls from Ecuador came up for that. Yeah. That was pretty far. Like, some of them got on a bus and were on a bus for a week to get there. Wow. I mean, which is wild. You know, having to cross borders are really sketchy. and like No doubt. They they had a mission to get there. And, um, and someone gave me a really nice compliment one time. And, but it was, like, a cool way to describe the other girls. And, like, I didn't ever mean to be this but they were like yeah this, that girl's like the nina of her scene and i was like what oh my god like, that's crazy <laughs> but like there are so many like ninas of the scene in a sense where like that girl anai like she's like encouraging all the other girls that are riding and like call you know like getting together with them and like pumping them up and like whenever she learns something she'll challenge them and like i she posts these little videos of them and i'm just like this is so freaking cool you know, like, I mean, this is just BMX, but it just happens to be the girls within the scene, you know, that are yeah. pushing it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, even in, like, Canada, up in, like, the Joyride area, there's, like, these other girl riders, Kara uh, Bruce. She's from the U.K., but lives in Canada. She was working at Joyride for some time. This other girl, she's French-Canadian, Sarah, Danelle. Like, they're, yeah. they're just, it's so cool that there's scenes, there's girls everywhere, and you kind of got to, like, make your own scene. You know, even if there's no other girls, you know, yeah. what is it? The nowhere BMX compound. Like I've never yep. been there, but that guy's daughter, uh, Rayma, yep. Rayma Thorne, like she, yeah, she, she's awesome. She's just riding with her family and like they make their own fun, their own scene and they're trying to get more girls out and do events for, you know, doing that. Yep. Here, we'll give them a plug. <laughs> <laughs> look at that <laughs> well i actually ride for them so that's the thing <coughs> right on but uh yeah, yeah. And like H- hannah roberts that's a whole other scene right there you know the kitchen skate park like no dude, doubt she's, just... 
she's i've actually like hannah's one person that i've uh experienced like hearing from people who she's inspired like little girls like she's inspired to ride yeah i mean shoot she doesn't age doesn't matter she inspires me to ride i was like damn girl what you know like i remember when i first met her i was like you know i think it's got to be tough like maybe when you're related to someone and you get the like oh you're mad dog's cousin you know Mm -hmm. like and then like then you're also really good like of course you're good because you're related to that guy you know like yeah but she's good for a rider never mind just being happening to be a woman you know i think she just kills it and she came up riding with like chris gerber and like you know like all those guys there and they just like how can you not rip that scene is great you know i think absolutely you i think yeah like that's what's up with with like all the different scenes with the girl riders, I think it just depends on your local scene. If BMX is big, like you're gonna rip, you know. Absolutely, I feel like you can't ride the kitchen for any extended period of time and suck. Like you have to get good when you ride that place, or you're gonna die. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I. I have to admit something, and I'm guilty. I have not ever been to the kitchen yet. Me either. I'm scared. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it, I feel Everything looks terrible. huge. It looks big. And, yeah, I mean, at some point, the Incline Club was getting pretty big, too. I feel I'm, like everything was just, like, due to our style. I can't so lie. I was, like, I needed, like, three sessions there to ride it good. Like, I could not. I only rode it once, and I hung out in what they call BK's Bowl, riding with him the whole time. Because everything else was huge and slippery. And I was like, I like, I don't feel like dying when I'm on vacation. And this is gnarly. Mm-hmm. This is literally gnarly. Yeah. Like, sometimes you just want to go have fun. And that's what I liked about Changa. Yeah. Because, like, we would go to the Incline Club and things weren't, like, as big. Like, the box rhythm was pretty big, but it wasn't what it ended with you know like the, the size yeah, it grew to be right but like at changa i was like oh these boxes are fun yeah you they're like four like, foot tall whatever yeah like anyone could ride them like, yep. i think i think like the lip to lip was like the scariest thing there you know like <laughs> that was yeah there was no gap though you know i was just like oh okay we just had to learn how to pull back <laughs> right you know <clears throat> that's like the coolest thing about rays i think is like the variance and skill level where they have everything yeah i like i like that a lot um, so someone asked us to talk about the uh, women's van contest, vans contests. Kind of like, what are those? What's it like? Because I mean, I feel like that's probably now there's so many women's contest or women's classes and contests. So you you could just say in general, women's classes and contests. Like, I feel like you know more than anyone else would know what it's like to not have anyone else that's a woman to ride with, and now all of a sudden every month it seems like you get to like potentially go to this one place where you're going to have who knows how many other women to ride with and that's i feel like let's just talk about that it's freaking awesome just getting there and i always like try to be really present and accept like where i've come from at some Mm -hmm. point you know like there's like this moment of gratitude where i look around and i'm like huh I'm riding with a girl from Japan, New Zealand, Spain. You know, I've got this international roster of, like, just badasses. And they're just killing it. Like, this is freaking so cool. Like, 
anyway, um, but the contest, the Vans contest, the vibe is super cool. I mean, it's just like, it's like having a session that you, I mean, I've got to ride with these girls several times, but it's always like, guys, we're getting to ride this course, you know, like, yeah. it's so cool. <clears throat> you know, like, most of the courses are so fun, and it's like, dude, we're, I, I don't know, for me anyway, I hype it up, because I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm in Spain right now, I'm riding Rubens Park, and I'm getting to ride it with all these women, this yeah. is so sick, and then, like, FIDS will come out and, like, mob our practice, and it's the sickest thing ever, you know, and yeah. um, I'd say the girls' classes are more, like, they're more like a jam, mm -hmm. you know, than, like, I would say contest. Things are getting a little more competitive as they're adding more prize money and stuff, like, yeah. but they're still really fun, like, everyone still cheers each other on so hard, it's like, you finish your run, and in, I feel like it was Garrett Burns is like, yeah, you guys, it's like watching the women, it's like someone finishes a run, and then they go into this catcher's mid of, like, celebration <laughs> if you get make it out of your run, you know? And like, I hope that never goes away. I really do. Oh, me too. And I think it's been really good. And, like, even with, like, the language barriers, there's more girls getting into it than not everyone speaks English. Mm -hmm. And it's so cool that, like, even just – not speaking the same language like through riding we can still celebrate you know like I, I don't really speak much Japanese but like had a girl rider Minato she came over and stayed with me in Austin and she hardly spoke English like no like basics like maybe she understood more than she let on but whatever man like we had a good session together like she would do something and I would be like wow that was so sick yeah like, she could tell what I was saying but then, like, if I was in Japan and she wanted to, I mean, I don't know, body language is huge, but it's just, yeah. it was just good vibes all around. Yeah, you can definitely ride with someone and never have a word and still it'd be awesome. Yeah. That's BMX for sure. Man. Okay. I feel like we're winding down. Uh, I don't want to end it until you're ready to. So it's just awkward pause for a second <laughs> and i'm going to acknowledge it uh what else is there to talk about so you have you're going to start riding soon do you have I'm like in. yeah so i heard you say in that other podcast that you kind of had to like foobar all your plans yeah have you made new stuff for further out well i got really lucky that what i came home from germany with was like the best of the worst case with my elbow you yeah. know like i hit my face pretty hard on my hand like my whole face just like swelled up and like Ugh. i probably should have lost my teeth if i didn't get my like my hand and glove out in time yeah. you know so it was just like my elbow took it all i and i looked at my other elbow it's still pretty swollen and gross but Jeez, like yeah, i should i should have broke both elbows and or my face so i was just like okay you need to really take care of this one you you know, one surgery is enough. Don't screw this up. So yeah. I'm bummed because Vans BMX Pro Cup is coming up in Mexico in like two weeks. That's not realistic. I mean, I probably could roll around. Um, it's tempting, you know, like I could probably get away with a couple grinds and things, you know, but yeah. I'm just like, I'm at this point now where I got to like really just be mindful of my health and take care of myself. You know, I'm like, all right, if you could just wait to the next event, 
in September is the next Vans contest. It's just tough because I don't know if you heard, but between that podcast and this one, like like within the week, they had the Vans Rebel Jam. Yeah. Kind of, kind of as a, and I won't mention X Games that much, but you know, I guess that thing kind of inspired Vans to step up their progress with the women, and they like gapped all the way to, hey, we're gonna offer prize money, equal prize money for the top three spots to the women as we do for the men. So first place at that Rebel Jam, Paris Benegas went home with $10,000. Holy crap. Right? I was so, not expecting that. That's insane. Right? So I was just like, whoa, that would cover my bills from Germany and my... That's a fire. That's my, the fire that's getting lit like, under you right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, man. Like, the contest has never been about money, but I was just like, damn. And that was a street contest. There was a lot of things I wish I would. I mean, the girls were amazing, but I was like, everyone has their own style. I, was no like, I can make a whole doubt. list of girl riders that I would love to see out there. I would love to be out there. That course looked fun. I was like, I want to go grind all the things and, like, wow. potentially be in the mix. Like, that's so Shit, cool. for 10 grand, yeah. I mean, that's obviously. That's first place, and it, I think second, like, I forget what the whole prize purse is. They said it was like, if it's 30 G's for the guys, it's 30 G's for the women. So I was just That's like. That's so, I mean, that part's awesome. But I feel like 10 that, grand just for one contest is crazy. That's wild, right? So um, with that said, I mean, I don't know if that was like officially announced or whatever, but. Uh, that's the inside scoop I got and I'm like and that includes Mexico and I'm like oh, damn dude like I don't know who all is going to Mexico but I'm like dude I can do grinds in my sleep I bet you if I put this brace on I can make some shit happen <laughs> yeah oh I remember you know, the one I, feast I, joke, I watched I joke, you had your wrist was messed up or something oh, and you tried God, to ride and like hurt it again I was watching that when it happened I was like damn yeah well you know what they were saying at that point so I, I was pretty sure I broke my wrist, but I didn't want to admit it. But I was like, well, but then I'm in China. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to get an x-ray? But I talked to that trainer lady, and she was just like, well, if you break it, you're, unless you crash on it, like, you're not going to break it any worse. Like, honestly, oh, just yeah. don't 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 land shitty and just, just roll around. But, of course, you get out there, and you're not, you can't take it easy. Like, I did no. a wall ride out of a quarter back in, and, like, I rode away smooth, but let's just say I rode away in tears. I was like, ah, and, like, just finished my run. <laughs> But they were like, it's just for the USA. Get your points. And I was like, all right, for the women, I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know why I did it, but I did it. And it worked out in the sense where I like, it was cool. I got, I like, it scored me enough points. I didn't, someone other, a couple other people crashed. I didn't get last. And I qualified for a spot on uh, the USA national team. So that was pretty cool. Um, that whole thing is awesome. Yeah, that is pretty cool, huh? Um what a cool opportunities. Seriously. This is, yeah, this is so wild. Well, it's this it's is... crazy too when like when the BMX in part of the Olympics is so small, but there's like the the opportunity for Team USA is so much bigger than just that one spot that people get to have in the Olympics. How many people are on each like level of the teams? It's not really like capped i guess uh there's like at the start of the year there's four of us and there's two on gold or three of them on gold status Mm -hmm. and then it gaps then it drops down to me (laughs) i'm bronze oh okay so so there's uh, not a ton of women but that's that's four versus 
just the one who gets to make it actually into the Olympics for the USA. Yeah, and what's kind of cool is if we're leading the points race or whatever, whatever. Oh yeah, you get two. Two plus maybe maybe an alternate. We were hoping maybe two alternates. That would be cool. Yeah. But, I mean, realistically, I think it might just be one. But um, anyway, with that said, that's still a pretty awesome opportunity. It's you just, know, just like to be, just to be a part of the Olympics. Yeah. Cycle, like, I mean, I don't know. It's pretty cool. I don't know where I'm going to end up in this spectrum here. I'm still trying to figure it out. Honestly, I'm just pumped to be part of it at all and see the progress. Like, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm anyone that's a fan of the women's riding. That's like mm-hmm. me too. Like, even though I want to be there, I want to be in it. I'm right there with you guys cheering them on. And right. Then I'm like, oh yeah, it's my turn to run. Yeah, <laughs> and and just the <laughs> so fact cool. that you're able to be involved is sick. Dude, yeah, it's it is pretty cool. I'm, I'm down. I just this is just like uh, getting to live the dream, you know. But they're they're gonna really live the dream. The younger girls, like I'm, juggling life off the bike and like I don't, you know, seeing Whatever. the dream come it's alive. Still, it's still. <laughs> I, I've lived it. an amazing life. I'm not complaining or regretting anything. It's just timing of it all. I'm like, yeah. oh, thank God, finally in my lifetime, I will see some of this. You know. That, hey, it could have happened ten years from now when. Like or twenty years from now, if you're not riding in twenty years, I mean, I still hope I can. I'll be okay, some forty sort of years from now, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just gap it until you won't be riding anymore. Fifty years from now, e-bikes. I don't know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, actually, someone brought up something that I kind of wanted to talk about, but didn't really know if we would be able to. It's like I don't know how involved you are with like, w- but what do you think? is going to end up coming of like the course for the Olympics and how they're actually going to do it. Like, do you have any, is there any information out there or is it like total speculation right now? My guess is that it's like all the feast courses. That's what I, that's why I wasn't even going to ask. Cause I was like, I have, I'm just assuming it's going to be feast, but called the Olympics. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean like, Based off of the World Cups, which is that's what the ramps are built by Hurricane Ramp Company. Okay. Which uh, they make all the ramps for the Feast World Cups. I'm pretty sure it's the same company. I know mm-hmm. it is, in fact. Like they're contracted for. I mean, I don't know if anything's been signed, but like you could pretty much bank on it. I don't know why they would just like go to some other source. When all year round or the last couple years we've been riding those ramps, so yeah, I don't see right. it being that much different than those ramps, really. Makes sense. You know, like as far as what they come up with, a lot of you know each stop is basically the same kind of ramps, but like rearranged. You yeah. know, so uh, I'm sure some features will be common. I mean, maybe with the Olympics they'll have some other crazy thing they incorporate, but like some other feature. But I mean, for the most part, it's I'm going to guess that there's going to be some kind of box jump, some kind uh-huh. of wall ride, a quarter, a spine, you know, some sick transfers. Hopefully there's coping somewhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. So maybe they'll throw in a fancy capsule. You know, capsules are more like, Ooh, what are they going to do in that, you know. <laughs> ride just, around people, it. <laughs> you know, except with the exception of, like, Kevin Peraza, <laughs> you know, like yeah. doing some crazy gap into it. Like, Yep. That's you funny. Know, I don't... Yeah, I feel like there's not too much that you could – speculate on that because you kind of already the mold is already made yeah i mean i'm they're they've asked for feedback like so i'm like the 
UCI athlete representative and yeah. on the, I get to go to the BMX commission meetings and um, like they, they talk about like stuff like that, like the course and things like feedback about it, you know, so, mm-hmm. but it just seems a, a lot of that, like, you know, like if it, something wasn't lining up right, like the rider's concerns, like uh, yeah. in China, like they had this vert wall, the course there this past year, I want to say like the one uh, Caroline Buchanan was at, I don't know, it was like the last World Cup, and then there was the world's the world championship. Yeah. That that one, the vert wall before the box was like a slanted wall, and mm-hmm. it was super tight to like where the lip was. Like you had to oh, like okay. either somehow miraculously throw in a crank, or just like thunder pump down into this like yeah. crazy slanted wall of death you know and then just like to to clear it you know yeah and like it was possible but man it was just so much work and like something with a roll-in shouldn't be that much work so anyway just like working out like the schematics of that like hey why don't why what was your thoughts on that you know like asking the designer and just going back and forth to try to find a balance of like no like that didn't work out you guys need to space it out more You, you know like those little things so the back and forth exists though which is which is good because they yeah, could be like, yeah. this is what you're riding, deal with it. <laughs> or I mean, in the end, ride. that's like what we get is what we get. But it yeah. is cool to try to give them direction. Like, yeah, whatever you did back there, that doesn't work out. You know, like try mm-hmm. maybe something like this. And we'll find like an old Metro Jam course. And we're like, see this Seriously, here? You know, oh like, my God. Just just hand them some like blueprints of like the best contest course in the history. And be like, just make this. And you know how many people you'll make happy? dude yeah i was funny because you know they're like well bring ideas of like what it is you're mean and i'm like <laughs> taking pictures of nyquist's like screenshots of the unit and i'm like sorry ryan <laughs> so if you guys could just build something like this <laughs> just build this exactly and bmx would be very happy it was so funny though because i was like what's up man every time because at feast they have all the sports on like one course sometimes yeah. you know or like they'll have like yep roller they'll have like inline on the yeah, same course that they have bmx on and that's i'm like sweet yeah but they'll pull out a rail and they'll like put it somewhere on the course and then oh bmx is here and they go to take the railway i was like wait i've been staring at that thing for hours like yeah. what are you doing leave that there and they're like oh no 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 not for bmx and i was like why what not the hell? like why not so yeah it's like that type of stuff where i i think like i managed to like there was a sub railing in China, and I think it was because I was like, why don't you guys have something like that? Like, it's freestyle. Like, have uh-huh. a cool feature. And they had it, and then I felt obligated. I was like, oh, gosh. Now you got to hit it. To- I know. I was like, now I have to do it. And then I just felt like a total P word because I did it, and then I was like, all right, I know I could ice it. And then, like, I didn't even try because I was so banged up <laughs> yeah. from, like, just crashing in practice or, like, the weekend before. I was like, I can't afford another crash. I'm, right. Like, <laughs> video game status. I've got, like... <laughs> I'm blinking in the red. <laughs> You've got no health <laughs> left. Stick to what I know. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess okay. I didn't want to talk about X Games. So we're not going to talk about that part of things. But like comparing uh, how the UCI does contests versus how X Games does contests. Like, is there is there one that seems better? Or is it a combination of both or? Do you know what I mean? I think they might be a little too different to compare because, yeah. you know, like I feel like 
with the UCI, it's very structured, mm-hmm. and it's not like I think the difference is like sure, okay. Some of the similarities. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. Is like at the Worlds, it is a TV show, you know, and you get yeah. to the World Championships for UCI freestyle, like. Like, as women, like, we never really had that platform where we have to, like, you're about to, like, it's about to be your run. But wait, you can't go yet because there's a commercial. So you have to wait. So you're sitting there like, oh, my God, I'm just ready to go. Like, come on, man. And then, like, you get, like, someone, like, Wayne's World, like, and five. (laughs) You're like, like, and then they're like, okay, go. And you're like, I'm not ready. (laughs) Yeah, they catch you at the one moment where you're like, I had to pee. I didn't know. Or, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's just... It throws you off because there's the TV aspect of it. But then, um, you know, so the next games, I, you know, you kind of have that too where there's someone with like a little walkie like, okay, go. And you're like, wait, 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 what? Like my song's not on, you know, like yeah. whatever if you're not doing the headphones thing. Um, and then there's all these intros. and um, But I feel like it's kind of a well-oiled machine as far as the UCI events go because uh-huh. they – like we're getting used to that now. There's like the intros and then the formats. Like they've ironed out. Like you know what to expect now. Yeah. Where at X Games, I just feel like they have a schedule, and like with their contests, I mean, they seem to run a pretty tight ship too. But theirs is all like constrained. It's within the time constraints of like a TV schedule. Yeah. You know where ours, even though it's being broadcasted. You know, it could be we're on the Olympic Channel and stuff like that. It's really cool. Or there's a live stream, but it's geo blocked and all these other places. You know, like it's such a headache for. Yeah, for but it's else not. That. It's not like this time to this time with those things. It's like this is just being live streamed as it is, and you like when eleven o'clock hits and Sports Center's gonna start, it can still be going on. Yeah, and that's like kind of the difference I think with X Games is like you're on the constraints of that, like a whole other beast of a network yeah. where at le- like with the UCI, sure. Like time is money there. They have to, you know, just yeah. like X games, the cost of being out there in the park space, you know, the venue, the ambulances, like all that, the money that goes into it, but they, it's like real time. Like this is what it is. There's things that happen. People get hurt. It delays everything, mm-hmm. you know, and the whole schedule gets pushed back and then that's just what it is where I think, like, there's no room for that in X Games, you know? Right, right. Just so due to the I, nature of what's going on, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like with the UCI stuff, believe it or not, I feel like the fact that there is athlete representatives and we get to voice concerns about from the riders to the UCI people, like, that's, like, yeah. you know, we have... I think... X Games doesn't really have that. You know, there's a sport organizer that might speak up for you, and then there's... That's it, really. You know, mm-hmm. like... I think, like, the dudes got all pissed off because they're, you know, and when they brought dirt back and then they added a quarter pipe that counted towards for scoring. Yeah. And they try to put their foot down and, like, all bond together and be like, no, like, the quarter pipe shouldn't count. Yeah. And then they were like, well, too bad. Like, we'll just get rid of dirt then, you know, like, and so mm. they were like, well, shoot, man. So like X games played a game of hardball and like, it was just one of those things where I was like, well, I feel like in the, at the UCI events, at least like you kind of have like an expectation of like what you could expect there. And there's mm-hmm. no weird new rules that or things like that that just gets sprung on you. Yeah. 
maybe like a crazy feature that shows up on the course or something, right. but like, but it's nothing that like can't be talked about and like worked on later is kind of it. You know, like there's flexibility and uh-huh. like communication and like I've seen improvement with that communication or change. Yeah, that's really it's, cool. So for that, I, I got to hand it to the UCI. In that <laughs> well, and I kind of like, I just want to bring it up because just in case someone who is important in those areas watches this or hears this somehow it's like it's important to hear how things could be improved or what could be you know what i mean so like obviously x games isn't going to change anything <laughs> but but just hearing... i mean it's a bigger ship to steer you yeah, know with right. all due respect oh but... absolutely that's why though <laughs> but if for anyone out there that's ever put on an event you know even if it's just the jam like yo you don't want to have this like or yeah. you freaking have your friends and you like have a private session at a park or something like coordinating that there's a lot that goes into it you know oh, no doubt and i it's a lot of work and i get that but like if you're the one that planned it and you it doesn't like completely drive you away from ever wanting to do it again you're if you're like me you're thinking about how to make the next one better right or bigger absolutely you know and so, like, I love that feedback, even if it's something I don't want to hear, you know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like, oh, well, shoot, I wouldn't know unless you told me or like, well, yep. thanks, Captain Obvious. Like, OK, <laughs> well, that just affirms we need to change something like it wasn't just me like being a perfectionist or crazy about like this one. Yeah, there needs to be more porta johns or whatever, huh. you, know? <laughs> you know, like the littlest things like yep. just can make a big difference for your event, you know, and like, I, I just feel like wouldn't you want that feedback i'm with you is what i'm saying is like, absolutely yeah whatever event that is you know x games whatever anything <laughs> literally anything just anything in and life I, being open. you can't yeah you can't please everyone i get that you can't just like make a bunch of changes because you're trying to make a bunch of people happy it's never that easy but i don't know as the event organizer don't you want this to be like the freaking best event ever can you, you imagine know? if they did though like if they somehow just like not even any names or anything just if a contest could come up where everyone got to have their say that would be crazy i don't know if it's if it's, it's not possible, possible. it's I definitely it's not possible, possible. we're dreaming here we're dreaming but it would be crazy yeah yeah <clears throat> one that i really thought did it right was that Toyota Triple Challenge that where it was made a big deal of that Trey Jones helped build the ramps where it was literally just ramps in a parking lot with shipping containers and oh was that up in Dallas was that the street one I f- yeah I feel like, like it was somewhere yeah the, the street contest outside of the dirt one I think something like something that, like that. I but it wasn't like technically a street contest because there was all these park and street riders doing it and there was spine there was quarter pipes, there's wall rides. The one setup was a quarter bank quarter with a wall ride behind it. And just like they threw everyone on that course and was like, go. I'm like, dude, that is what needs to happen. Cause that's how real like that's how you show who's the best. Yeah, I mean that I I think there's so many ways to pull it off, you know? And like yeah. I I admire some people's styles for not just like, you know, if there's a good system that works, cool. But like, it's fun to mix it up sometimes, you know? Definitely. 
I think you got you got to. Otherwise, yeah, sometimes you know what to expect, and it's just kind of like, eh, maybe it's not for you. So it's kind of nice when there's like, oh, what the hell are they doing? Right. We can go for them. We're here. Yeah. Let's let's ride. That's <laughs> why know? I always like bring that one up because it's just it was such a good setup, and everyone rode so good because they rode what they wanted to and not what they had to. Yeah. I, I dig that. That's cool. I didn't make it to that one, but I did hear a lot of good things. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. Um, I was gonna say something, but I can't remember anymore. Well, it's uh, it's midnight here, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything going on. I got. I just make a BMX news video on Fridays. No, this is, this is cool. Um, thanks for calling me back. I guess I have a lot of stories. Probably a lot more. I could have shared, but I I could talk people's ear off for. It's been an hour and forty <laughs> minutes, actually. Holy smokes! I know. Oh, you're was... still listening. Thanks for listening to us. Just ramble. And Absolutely. Exchange. Um, <laughs> is there anything that you wanted to like talk about or put out there or say? Like not not saying like thank you stuff, but just anything in general. Um. I know that I mean, puts you on the spot. I, I know. No, it's okay. Uh, like, I man, every time I go to, I I, I just want to give a shout out to the Ohio fam. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did. I did a lot of time there, and I, you know, I I jokingly say it like that because you guys know those winters are rough. Hell yeah. <laughs> they're they're great though because you guys have so many cool places to ride. But I think it's sometimes you could have like what is the best park in the world, but if you don't have a solid crew to ride with, then, like, maybe it won't be as good. Yeah. I don't know. Just putting it out there. I, I love riding with people, you know? Like, I can go ride by myself, but it's not as fun as if there's, like, other people there, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I was still coming off an injury or something. Like, I was passing through on my before China. It was my last time. It was, like, the Halloween at Changa. Yeah, Halloween Jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, I made it there for that. And um, I don't think I was riding. I think I was still pretty hurt or, like, I don't remember what was going on. But I just hung out. And I was just watching. And it was hard to just watch, but it was so cool. I felt like BMX was alive and well in Ohio. And I just was like, this is amazing. Just, like, yep. it's like a Trevor watching, like, watching, yes. like, that whole crew and, like, Nick Bruce and those guys just, like, go back and forth, like, with all the lip tricks and then, He's just doing bar rides and all cool flatland stuff on the ramps, like Brian Val type stuff. I was yeah. like, this is so cool. Like, how old are you? You know, like, he's, like, younger, considered a younger dude and, like, just doing all this stuff that I don't see younger kids doing nowadays. And it just, like, it got me so hyped. I was like, I I get stuck. To, it maybe it inspired me. I'm like, whoa, I really should pick up some old videos or just, like, go Google this and, like, find out, like, try to remember all the stuff that got me psyched like just seeing that like that stuff is so hard but yeah. it's so cool too like wish i made more time to do a lot more like lip tricks and stuff but i feel like that's a style that comes with the area you're from and like where your scene is and like yeah, i don't kind know of how service. just you know there's so many different styles just like having a good time together right you, know? you got you got that then you got nick bruce oh yeah, yeah. you know the the, him and session. nick bruce riding together and then who else is there that's, oh, Del Balso, just like transferring across the whole, but you know, just yeah. crazy transfer. And then, wall and then you got like everywhere. Jim Shorts, Nick D. <laughs> he's he's everything combined. Mm-hmm. 
and there's just, yeah, and then there's Paul Rad with the Grizz. Yep. You know, like, yeah, yeah. There's there's a little bit of everything. Is it is it not like that everywhere? It's all I know, so like I wouldn't that, know. I feel like there's something special about the the right the, the scene there. I think that everyone kind of coexists in the same part. I mean, sure, every scene has a whole bunch of different riders, you know, but yeah, there's it just. Freestyle is alive and well. I feel like not everyone was do- doing even close to the same tricks unless they were like working on something together. Right, right. And that was really cool. And I'm not saying it's like that in Austin. I just feel like it was really refreshing just to see that. You That's know, cool. like I feel like people here kind of like get pumped on a lot of the same stuff and just work on a lot of the same stuff. I think maybe That's, that's okay. because Bye. of the industry and the fact that the industry's there. And the industry is pumped on very specific things right now. It could be, yeah. But that's what I it felt like, yeah, like Ohio's punk as fuck. You know, like they just like... We ain't dead. You guys, no, you're doing your own thing. And I love that. Like that's freestyle to me. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like I don't know why this is getting me so psyched, but it was just like refreshing as fuck to just see. Might be about time stuff. to come back. <laughs> I would love to, yeah. As soon as his arm gets better, I keep saying I'm going to come up. But hey, we got I don't trails. Wait for winter again. <laughs> we got trails. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's always an excuse to come back to Cleveland. There's, there's a lot of hidden gems, you Hell know, yeah. off the bike too, and just street riding. I, oh yeah, Afro Pat and I helped quick read a barrier that's like downtown. It's still there. I was going to ask if it's still I'm there. I'm pretty positive Dude. it's still there. I haven't been to it yet, but. I'm pretty sure it is. Dude, that was another thing I built with him downtown. We built, we took the trash can from that restaurant we worked at that was owned by Alice Cooper. Wow. And uh, we stole a trash can. And the cops pulled up like as a, like I had these rubber gloves on and covered in quickery. <laughs> and Pat's like, this is it. This is your first tranny. You're building it all by yourself. I was like, oh my God. All right. Well, so I'm like there like smoothing out the transitions <laughs> and the cops pull up and I'm like, Oh my god, this looks so sketchy. <laughs> what do they bad. think? I'm just there, like this girl wearing rubber gloves, like doing concrete work. <laughs> and I'm like, hi. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, uh, I can't buy. I dropped something. I'm looking for it. Uh, we'll be quick. And they just looked at this weird and like, <laughs> wow. Anyway, then the next day, like, we got to ride it. And like, it's just like, I can't believe it's still there. That was like, I think it ago. is. I mean, I'm not sure because I, I haven't ridden it, but I think think it is i think it's kind of tough to ride last time i went there like everything has been done on that setup it's so cool though yeah. i can't if it's i hope it's still there but like, i hope you get to go ride that yeah i think i've seen like that's the one that's like a bank to sub right yeah it's like the jersey barrier pavement uh, to jersey barrier yeah yeah it's just yep. like it's literally some quick create at the bottom of a yep. jersey barrier yeah there was one in lakewood Behind the Einstein's vehicles. You, oh, well, never mind. I forget you don't live in Cleveland. But yeah. anyway, there was there was one that was in all those like Shook and Shine videos. Like that crew used to ride. Did you ever? I haven't seen those maybe, either. <laughs> maybe that's the one that I've, I'm thinking of. I don't know. That one's that one's like laid back. Oh, there's... okay. The one I'm thinking of is the one that like Simpson would do ice to bar on, and he did a bunch of like three tap variations. Coming from I the think, other side. Yeah, I think that was that one. That was the one in Lakewood. Okay. Uh, I'll find some pictures. I'll, I'll 
somewhere. I got some cool pictures of this barrier somewhere. We'll, I'll have to show them. We'll, uh, we'll do that talk next time we do this, and I'll bring cool. it back up. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for staying up late and Hell yeah. with me. <laughs> I would have been awake anyways. I'm just cool. excited that we got to send it and get a whole bunch of stuff out there that might not have been necessarily talked about in other places. Hell yeah. Next time, now that I kind of like know you, we can talk actually about BMX and stuff. <laughs> Sounds cool. Yeah. Right on. Um, okay, I feel like this is the part where you can say thank you to everyone so that it's included and you get repping, yeah. repping, unless you don't want to. Well, I don't know. I feel like there's too many people to thank. Well, just and... sponsors. Shout out the sponsors. That's all you have to do. All right. Always support your local bike shop. Mine That's is all Empire you need. VMX. Good night, everybody. See ya. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, Empire does a lot for community. Every local bike shop does, you know. Yep. Uh, T1, they, they're my other fan. They've been helping me out for a while. They gave me a colorway of a Reuben. That was sick. Yep. Um, crazy. That was a surprise. They had one um, in Rays for a while. I don't know if it's still there. That's so crazy to me. I don't know. Whatever. It's just a dream. I was, whatever. I just thought I was getting ordering one. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. this, I like this color. Like this is cool. Thinking like just one. But anyway, T one's cool. Uh, Vans killing the game for BMX. Like especially the women stepping things up. Just in general, literally. Yeah. Like I I don't have anything good to say about their shoes, but I have everything good to say about Vans. Yeah. There you go. You know, like. Um, yeah, Vans is killing it. Uh, Fox, I'm supporting the ladies. My all my two wheel passions. I get the, get to rock the best gear. Yeah, make sure I'm safe. I'll actually wear the elbow pads this time. I promise. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were sitting there in my backpack. I just got lazy. It happens. Um, Protec, they made a nice helmet. I wore it. They Save make me. elbow pads too. <laughs> Yeah, I have <laughs> access to a lot of these things that could have helped me not be in this situation. No, I feel like that would have happened no matter what. If it's not, if it's when, you know, like, you yep. will go down the ship sometimes. Yep. Anyone else? Anything else? Uh, flat track coffee. There you go. They're my homies here that employ me whenever I'm hurt. And um, they've always been fam. If you like coffee and you come to Austin, come hang out here. They support people on two wheels. It's sweet. That is sweet. The other half of their shop's a bike shop, too, so. There you go. Yeah. That's it. All of the people who support Nina, we support Nina. I support Nina. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and shout out to Kona Joe. Kona <laughs> Joe know. with the beard. I don't know if he's, he's listening, but he's another good homie from Austin. I, he, I doubt he's going to get two hours deep, but he might. And he is rad. I just tell him fast forward the last ten seconds. Yeah, I gotta last, tell. Let, <laughs> I gotta tell Trevor to do the same thing. Dude, Trevor's yeah, gonna that be kid That was awesome. Yeah, you guys have a good scene out there. I hope to come back, and I hope you get to go on some trips and come I visit will. Austin or wherever you want to go. There it is. Dude. Good night, everybody. I'm ending this stream. Thanks for tuning in.